Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. What a powerful and encouraging service we've already had this morning. I mean, God... God is just so good, right? I mean, amen. There should be some amens. This is, this is what, what a service we've had so far. And, you know, we've been journeying through the book of James together as a church. And today, as was read, we're looking at chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. We're going to jump right into this. Um, in this section, what we're going to see is two contrasting ideas or ways of how we plan or view our future. How we plan or view our future. And what we'll see is that according to James, rather than boasting about our ideas and plans, believers in Jesus Christ are called to humbly submit their lives to God's plans. Now last week in chapter 4, 1 to 12, we saw James address this need for humility in the church. Humility for our interpersonal relationships, to have harmony, to be people of peace. And in verse 13 to 17, James explains the need for humility with regards to planning our futures. He's confronting a worldly attitude that has crept into the church. And in verse 13 to 14, he goes right after the problem. And the problem that he identifies is pride. The problem is pride. Verse 13 to 14 again says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So James is specifically, it seems, recommending some folks here. Perhaps it's the wealthy businessmen in the church or the merchants or whoever it is. But remember, this letter was written to the church in general. And these these statements are stated broadly. So this applies to anyone and everyone. And at first glance, at first reading, it might seem like James is against planning. He doesn't like long-term goals or strategy or vision. Is that what he's actually saying, though? I don't think so. James is not attacking the idea of making plans. So let's, let's just not misunderstand what he, what's going on here. Planning isn't a problem. It's good to plan. Some of us need to plan maybe a little bit more than we currently do, uh, myself mostly included in that. But planning is not the problem. Pride. Pride in planning is the problem. Arrogantly boasting about your plans. This is what James is attacking. As you see, if you just jump down to verse 16 for a second. James 4, 16, he says, As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So again, so much more than making plans. This is arrogantly boasting about them. That I'm in control, that I've got this figured out, that I can do this, that I'm going to do this, that it's going to happen. It's my life, it's my career, it's my plans, my way or the highway. This kind of attitude. This is pride. Look at me. Look how great I am. Elevating myself above others. Elevating myself, taking the place of God. Bragging about self-sufficiency and even arrogantly disregarding God and His involvement in my life. This is what James is is going after. Thomas Andrews, if you're familiar with that name, he was inspired to build a ship 
that would be legendary during his lifetime. It was to be the, the biggest, the most luxurious in the world. After the construction of the Titanic, a reporter asked him how safe he thought the ship was. To which he replied, not even God can sink it. Not even God can sink it. You're probably familiar with the story. On April 10th, 1912, the Titanic set sail. And an unprecedented tragedy occurred. Just a few days into her maiden voyage, she struck an iceberg and sank to the bottom of the ocean, killing over 1,500 people with only 700 survivors. Thomas Andrews died on the ship. Arrogant boasting. Pride in life. Pride of plans. Now most of us might be sitting here and be like, okay, well I don't actively challenge God in my plans. And and I hope that's the case. But I think what we're prone to do is that we're prone to just leave Him out of our plans. We think that we've got it figured out. And this is where we look at verse 14. We're going to find just a healthy reminder. Again, verse 14 says, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. James is trying to remind this church that just like a morning mist, like this morning, had some fog, it fades though throughout the day. Just like that, our life is is short. Our lives can change in a moment or even end in a moment. We don't have any cause for boasting about future plans because the reality is we can't control the future. Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow for you don't know what a day is going to bring. You don't know. You might be really smart here this morning. You might be educated. You might have a lot of wisdom and experience and all kinds of other things, but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You may have an idea. You don't even know what's going to happen tonight. Maybe you think, oh, so-and-so is going to come over for dinner tonight and it's going to be great. That's your plan. That might happen, but things change, right? Things happen. So how could you go and arrogantly boast, we're going to go to this city, we're going to spend a year there, and for sure we're going to make money and it's going to be good. That's how it's going to go. How can you do that? Over and over and over again, the Bible teaches us that our life on earth is short, it's fragile, it's transient, and we're not guaranteed any number of days, let alone a number of years. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days that we get a heart of wisdom. Not not even our years, but to number our days. It's this idea of, of not taking anything for granted. So when you wake up, when that alarm goes, and then you hit snooze, and it goes, and you hit snooze, and it goes, and you hit snooze, but eventually when you wake up, when you wake up, you say, whoa, this day is actually a gift of God. I'm not promised any number of days. I don't, I'm not owed any number of days from God. It's all a gift. Because I think we all understand this. Stuff happens Change occurs quickly, whether it's a stock market crash, whether it's natural disasters, flooding, terrorist attacks, car accidents, diseases, all sorts of health complications. A day, your plans can get completely changed or totally wrecked, just like that. You know, it's often been said, maybe you've heard this one before, that if you want to make God laugh, tell Him your plans. (laughs) 
<laughs> so for me, growing up, my plan was not to go into ministry at all. My plan was hockey, 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 hockey. Not good enough to, to be a player, but I was, I was going to run a hockey store or a hockey camp or maybe be a GM of a hockey team. There's a few teams that I think that I could do a better job. But there's pride right there. Wow. Okay, Phil. My goodness. The point is... Pastoral ministry was not in my plans at all. I thought pastors were kind of lame and boring. Okay, we'll just leave that. Here I am. Uh, but the point is that our, our lives are full of uncertainty. And we don't know what's going to happen. We're a, we're a vapor, we're a mist, and things change and ebb and flow. And since all we are is this mist this vapor, rather than boasting about what could be, what we think should be, or what's going to be, as if we somehow control it, we ought, we ought to be focusing on what matters for eternity. Thinking about, okay, God, you've given me another day by your grace. What do you want me to do with this day? How can I seek you and seek your kingdom today? How can I proclaim your gospel today? Because I don't know how many days I have. And I don't know how many days anyone else has. And so help me to have eyes to see opportunities to at least share the hope of eternal life and salvation and forgiveness of sins with somebody. That's, that's how we can... Look at our days. And so we've looked at the problem in James 4, 13 and 17. We have identified it as pride. pride. And so now I want us to look at the solution that James points to. The solution that he gives is humble submission. (laughs) Humble submission. Verse 14 to 15. So again, it says, You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So this applies to absolutely everybody in absolutely every single scenario. All of our plans. In humility, we recognize and we remember that the Lord God is the creator, the sustainer of everyone and everything. And that He's ruling and that He's ultimately in control. So if the Lord wills, this will happen. If He, Lord willing, then this. Lord willing, this. Humility. Right? So, stark contrast to you and I. We don't know anything, really. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen today. But there's one that does. God knows absolutely every single thing that's going to happen today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, for 10,000 years. He knows everything perfectly and completely. It's called His omniscience. He knows everything. And since He knows everything from the end to the beginning and both ways and sideways and all possible aspects, we would do well to humble ourselves, to recognize that, and see that He's the one who's actually in control and to trust Him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It's a familiar verse. Maybe you've memorized it at some point in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll make your path straight. It's, it's actually it's a great proverb. It's a great verse to memorize. But to live it. To actually live it. it it's, it's the complete opposite of personal pride and planning. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. No, I didn't say that all of your heart and don't lean on your understanding your ability to to know what's going on and to figure things out 
trust Him. Humble yourselves. This applies to business decisions, family planning, career ambitions, even vacations, education, or the vision of the direction of a church. And I just want to, I just want to pause and just be real for a minute if I can. One of the things that I have always appreciated about the gathering and being part of the leadership here is we plan. We make lots of plans. We strategize. We set lots of goals, long-term, short-term, all those types of things. But I'm telling you, the willingness to be humble and to submit and see God's going to take us this way. We thought we were going over here, but God's doing this now. And the ability to say, okay, Lord, your will be done. The whole thing's loosely. I'm just going to say, maybe you knew that. Maybe you didn't know that about the gathering, but it just... It, it's amazing. And, and that's one of the things that I'm so excited about continuing to be involved here at this church. If the Lord wills, we'll do this. If the Lord wills, we might be able to move into some cool building that you know, has lots of parking and stuff like this. And all this kind of things, all the way along. If the Lord wills. Or Lord willing. That's a phrase that maybe we want to start saying a little bit more in our day-to-day lives. Lord willing, I'll finish school. Lord willing, I'll get married. Lord willing, I'll get that job. Lord willing, we'll have kids. Lord willing, we'll buy a house. Lord willing, we'll move over here. Lord willing. Lord willing. You know, I've, I've met some people who seem to have their life like completely figured out. I mean, like totally. This is what I'm going to do, when, where, and how, and I've got it sorted. All the details are set. It's happening. And I go, Wow. Like, wow. Like, is there any room at all for deviation? Is there any room at all for God to intervene? I'm not, and I'm not guaranteeing and I'm not saying that your plan is bad. It actually sounds really good and well thought out. But what if, just what if God has a different plan? Is He even in your planning equation? Is there a willingness to submit and to change and to say, this was my idea, this was my plan, but... God might be taking us in a different direction. It's the idea of holding our plans loosely. That takes flexibility, right? Because when, not if, but when God changes plans and adjusts things, we have to humble ourselves and, and kind of bend and, and, and flex and align with where He's going. Now, I don't know every single one of you if you're all born and raised Windsorites. I know not, every, not all of you are, but some of you might be born and raised Windsorites, and I was born here, I'm going to work here, and I'm going to die here. And I'm going to work at the same uh, business, I'm going to retire here, and then we're going to move over here in Windsor, and that's what it's going to be. That's gonna, that could be your plan. God's plan might be different. I'm not saying that you all have to leave Windsor. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't. <laughs> That would be really lonely. <laughs> um, but God might ask some of you to leave Windsor. God might ask some of you to even change your vocation, even later in life. Right? There could be any number of different factors, any number of different things that God may ask you to do. Are we willing to do it? Can I talk to parents for a second? This is a hard one because i got to talk to myself too. Um, this includes loosening our grip on the plans that we might have for our kids. We may want our kids to do this and to be this and go here. But what if God says, actually, I, I've got a plan for this one. Are we willing to let God take control of our kids' lives? It's a hard one. 
His pride comes up and is stubborn. No, no, no. It's rigid. I want, I want my way. I, I, I thought this through, Lord. This makes sense. But humility submits and it says, my life is just a mist anyways, God. So just have my life. Take my life. Use it for whatever you want. Write a letter. Dear God, what do you want me to do? And just be open to the answer. And this is why I've been so encouraged by the Dean family. I mean, humble submission to God and His plans. At, at a time, at a season in ministry, and a season in life, where maybe some of your, your peers may be planning towards or even coasting towards retirement, kind of into a groove, here you guys are going, okay, Lord, we'll do whatever you want. You want us to plant a church? We, oh, okay. Amazing, right? And so we, 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 we're excited for you. We continue to be excited for you. We're going to pray for you. And Lord willing... It's going to use you. And there's going to be disciples made. There's going to be fruitful ministry. There's going to be lives changed by the gospel for the glory of God in Nashville, a New Day Church. That's what we're looking forward to. Lord willing, right? Humility is really tough, but it's just the way to go. God's ways just work. And He tells us to be Humble, as, as we heard last week in James 4, 6-7, right? God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves then. If, if God is opposing the proud, against the proud, don't you think, like, maybe we should do the other thing and be humble and get the favor and grace of God? Humble ourselves and to submit to Him to His plans, whatever they may be. I don't know what those plans are for you. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Each one of us has to humble ourselves. I want to look at verse 17 for a second. It says, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Again, at first glance, this verse seems a little bit disconnected or even unrelated to this section. What's he talking about here? Well, the beautiful thing about the context is you see the whole paragraph. You take a step back and you read it again and say, what's the right thing to do here? What do you mean failing to do this? Well, James has actually just finished telling the church what the right thing to do is. Humble yourself. Surrender your plans and kill pride. Stop the boasting about what you think you're going to do or how it's all going to shake out and submit to God. So now he's saying, you've heard the right thing to do is to humble yourself. So now if you continue to walk in arrogance, continue to walk in pride like you've got it all figured out, that is sin. You're failing to to live out humility. That's, That's sin. And you know, I've done this. I've... I've boasted about my plans, my great ideas. Put them in my calendar and it's like, yep, that's happening. And I, and I can't be up here preaching about this passage without having pastoral confession time. Because I have to be honest. There have been times, even as a pastor, planning for church events and ministry things where I've just come up with an idea or something and I'm like, oh, okay, great idea, boom. And I've gone towards it and I have left God out of the equation. I've done that. And just say, yeah, it seems to make sense. Or, or we did that last year or whatever. So we'll do it again. And so I have to confess that I've failed. I've failed in this. And maybe you're here and you're going, man, yeah, I've failed in this too. 
And we know that we've, we've all failed in a variety of ways. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But specifically, maybe you're here feeling like, oh man, I've done this. I've, I've been arrogant in my plans. I haven't held things loosely. I, according to James 4.17, I, I've, I've sinned in this way against God. Well, thankfully, Jesus came. Jesus left heaven and came down to earth for us, paid the price for sin for us, died in our place on the cross for us, rose again triumphant, victorious, to forgive us, to offer us salvation and hope and and a fresh start and the ability to help us to move forward in humility, to turn from sin and to grow more and more as we follow Him and trusting Him along the way. Thankfully, He's done that. That, that's, so when you feel maybe that guilt, you feel that, oh man, I've been arrogant. We look to Jesus. Don't look anywhere else. Look to Jesus first. And since Jesus is so awesome, He's greater than anyone or anything, since He's so awesome and, and has done for us what we could never do for ourselves, this is why we gather here on Sunday mornings, in case you haven't realized this. It's because He's awesome, and so we worship Him, and we thank Him. We say, Jesus, You're amazing, that You would, you would forgive me, that You would be patient with me, that You would love me, that You would be merciful to me. Thank You. You're awesome. We worship You. That, that's, that's what we do. And we say, you know what? Just, just take my life. In humble submission and surrender, Jesus, take my life. There was a, there was a song. We don't sing it too much anymore. It was popular a little long, long time ago, maybe. It said, all of my ambitions, hopes, and plans, I surrender these into your hands. Jesus is calling us, each one of us, to surrender to Him today. The question is, are we going to respond to that call? And if so, how? Will we recognize that we're just this mist, this vapor that's here today, gone tomorrow, and that He's the true and everlasting God, King of kings, that's eternal, whose plans are perfect? Are we going to recognize that? We need to humble ourselves. Let's, let's confess our pride. Let's just name it and confess it and then we can, we can run from it and we can submit and we can surrender today. And you might say, okay, first step, how? What do we do? Well, I want to suggest just one thing. One idea for how we can declare anew our dependence on God today. And I don't know how you're feeling about doing this, but I'm going to ask, if you, if you, right now, this morning, just want to make a declaration of fresh surrender in humility to, to God, to His plans, I'm just going to ask, right now, simply just to stand up. If you want to do that, you say, you know what? I have been proud. I've been arrogant. I need to be humble. I need to seek the Lord's plans instead of my own. If you just simply stand, that's it. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. This is a declaration. You know what? I need a fresh moment. November the 5th, 2017. A day when I say, you know what? I want to surrender to Jesus. To His will. I, maybe I have before and then I've, and I've kind of gone my own way for a little bit. But, but right now, this morning, here we are to say, my life is yours. I'm just a mist. Use me however you want, Lord. And I, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for everybody here as we stand together and as we declare our surrender this morning. So would you bow with me as we pray together? 
Father God, you have reminded us in your word this morning that we are simply a, a mist, a vapor. Our life on earth is uncertain and it's short. And you've also reminded us that as we seek to follow you, humble submission to your will and your plans is the only way to go. Forgive us, Lord, for our pride, the times that we've been arrogant, where we've boasted in our plans, we've, we've boasted in our self-sufficiency. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy, forgiveness, and your patience towards us. So Holy Spirit, we're here right now in this moment wanting to declare anew our dependence on you to lead us and to guide us. I pray that you would keep us far away from pride far away from the illusion that we could ever be in control. And God, I pray that you would draw us to complete surrender. You would teach us to hold our plans loosely, to be flexible as you accomplish your plans. Jesus, I pray, would you please keep us humble so that you would get glory in each of our lives. Minister to each one standing here this morning. Guide them into the things that you have for them. As we, as we continue to, to come up with plans and ideas, but remind us again, hold them loosely to be willing to go to do whatever it is that you call us to. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated.